0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I really uh, appreciate you being here. Took last week off. It was kind of unexpected. Um, And that, you know, that's going to happen every once in a while. And that's fine. I think that's the third week we've missed in about 27 or 28 episodes, I think. That's not bad. But I I definitely don't want to make it uh, a usual thing. I, I don't work in the winters. So come November through February... I'll definitely be making sure I put out an episode every week. What's funny is I remember before I started doing this podcast, I was like, Hey, let's do two episodes a week. (laughs) What? Before I did one episode a week, I was like, Hey, let's just do two. The people are wanting to, (laughs) you know? Um, And I'm so glad I didn't go with that. What am I fucking Mark Marin? What are we doing here? Uh, One episode a week is tough with the schedule I have. It's, it's hard to get episodes out there and edit them and, it's, uh, but I enjoy doing it. I really enjoy doing it, and I, and I enjoyed the feedback. I uh, the past couple of weeks, I've had several nice messages, three or four nice messages from people saying I really enjoy the podcast, and that means a lot. Friends, some people I've never even met before, and and it's really really nice when you hear that. It makes you like, all right, I'm gonna keep going. You know, I'm gonna keep. It's like laughter during a set. All right, just gonna can I go longer? You know, so. I think I'm done with comedy till October. I think I'm, I don't want to do any shows till October. My brain is just in a, uh, I don't want to make it sound darker than it is. It's not, but um, it's just not in the stand up place right now. You know, it's not in a uh performing place. Next month I have a decent amount of stuff on the calendar. So we'll, um, you know, we'll, we'll go to it then. Never, never have I ever thought about quitting stand-up more than I have the last few months. And I'm not I I'm not saying I'm going to do it, because um, if I quit stand-up, let's face it, no one would notice. Uh, but I want to take these next four months, five kind of October, but November through February don't work. I'm going to take these next five months and just uh, record an album that I recorded two years ago and never put it out because I really wasn't happy with it gonna re-record that and just write a bunch of new stuff and see how much I'm enjoying it and then come March or April I think I'm gonna make a decision do I keep doing this or do uh, do I do I stop doing this you know look I I, I love doing it it's just uh, it's a it's a weird spot right now you know it's very strange it's really strange to see comedians friends of yours, that leave here and go to another state and, uh, and, uh, you know, some of them are successful and it's very strange for that to happen. And then you, you immediately almost have zero contact with them, you know, any contact I do have with them, usually it's because I'm reaching out to them. That's what I, I, it's one thing I'm really, man, have I been the reach out guy since (laughs) In the 40 years of my life, I'm always the person reaching out. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of it. I don't like reaching out to people. So I thought I'd start a podcast where you have to do that. (laughs) Like, I just, I'm, I just, I don't like bothering people sometimes. And other times it's like, no, Hey, it's fucking your turn. I know that sounds like elementary, but be a part of people's lives that want to be a part of yours. That's all. It's pretty simple. You know? That's happened a one-sided relationship, you know? That's never good, right? If you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and and I know the relationship's different, but it's still a relationship. If you had a boyfriend or a girlfriend, and they never called you, or you never called them, that's probably pretty fucked up, right? You would think, right? I don't want to stay on this too long. We're getting dark. (laughs) But uh, just my thoughts, you know? I don't know, just voice and opinions that might change later on. You know, I don't know. I, these are just thoughts that, I, that are in my head right now. I don't, I don't know. I'm just, uh, it's a big question mark. You get to a certain age and you just go, what matters and what doesn't, you know? So... Your your guest today is a Hastings comedian, the west side of the state, or around the Grand Rapids area, Kalamazoo area. I'm not sure where Hastings is even at. I know it's west, it's out west, west. I know that. Uh, his name is Matt Harper, and Matt is a very funny guy. Uh, I don't see him much because he's on the west side of the state, but we have done uh, a few shows together over the past few years, and uh, he's a funny guy. He's got a really great podcast too. Uh, with another comedian named Mandy, and I'll post that in the notes. It's a movie podcast. I've been on it. It's really fun. Super good listen. And we had a great conversation. I will say, you know, the first few Zoom episodes we did, uh, the people didn't have microphones. Just just, just me. I did. That's it. And they sounded fine enough. They're fine. But now I only want to do Zoom if the other comedian has a microphone. And they're far away. Like, Hastings is a three-hour drive, I believe. So I'm probably not going to see Matt anytime soon, you know? So we did it over Zoom. Um, here's the thing. This episode, it's uh, it's not the best audio. Um, it, it's worth listening to. I don't know what was going on with, uh, with uh, Matt's mic. I didn't hear it while we were recording it. You know, I, I tried not to talk too much while he was talking. You know, when, when you're having a conversation, sometimes you just jump on each other. And when I would do that with him... Uh, he couldn't basically, his mic would just fade out or if he would, if he talked to me and I said something, he would fade out. So it was just, it was a little annoying. It's still a fun episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed doing it. I hope you listen to it. And, uh, you know, well, here's my friend, Matt Harper. I hope you enjoy it. What a weird intro, probably the weirdest intro of all time, but please welcome my friend. Very funny. Matt Harper. How did you take the? Uh, I mean, obviously not good. Um, the Norm Macdonald news yesterday. I literally cried. I I
1: know, like I know that people like are affected by celebrity passing and things. That I don't know that it was necessarily that a a person died. I think it's just the idea of Norm Macdonald. And knowing, because I'm, you know, 90% of the people that I'm friends with on Facebook are all comedians of some kind or another. The wave of it all hitting them all at the same time, I think it was just very moving, like the response to it all. And Mm -hmm. so I just kind of, I teared up and then watched a a bunch of Norm MacDonald interviews. And
0: yeah, it was, it was something, man. Yeah. Those YouTube videos are going to start getting a lot of hits right now. Yeah. He, he was, he was a guy, if I'm being honest, I loved him. I loved what he did. I thought he was Uh, original and super funny, but I never took a deep, deep dive. You know what I mean? I I listened to the albums, um, but I didn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't a weekend update guy. I wasn't an SNL guy. I know that's where he really started to pop off. Um, Never saw dirty work. I shouldn't say that as a comedian, you know what I mean?
1: That's a huge problem right there. Yeah. We covered that one on the podcast a while ago, and that was a real treat. It'd been a long time since I'd seen it, but it was definitely a staple that I had, had watched several times and, if you have not seen it, then by all means, let this be the reason you do.
0: I'm definitely gonna. Um, I think this weekend uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into a Norm McDonald hole this weekend. So there you go. I I tell you what really bothered me. Though is, you know. You know he has a he has a nine year private battle with cancer, and then all of a sudden I'm just realizing, like I was watching it today, and it made me angry. I don't know why. Instead of watching good things about Norma Town, I'm watching this stuff. So I remember when he had to go on the View in 2018 because of the Me Too thing. He was defending Louis C.K. and Roseanne basically, and then he went on the Howard Stern show the next day after he apologized. Instead of saying retard, he said Down syndrome. So he's on The View, and they're just really digging into him about it. And the whole time, he has cancer. Yeah. He has cancer the whole time. I God bless him. What a decent human being. Because I know Netflix, because he had the show on Netflix. Netflix is probably like, you got to go on The View, make this ride. But I would have just been like, fuck you. I have cancer. I don't care about a word I said. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> just it made me angry as to like we're just these four women are just two of them by the way are comedians or used to be whoopi goldberg right. and joy Behart, and they're just drilling them you know and it's just like you look because you, you, with the information you have now you're like holy shit you know what i mean
1: if they had had twitter back then you know back when they were they'd have some things to answer for too i'm sure so 100 percent right right well, i think we all do we, we, we all yeah. Are. One deep dive away from, from being, uh, in, in a similar position. So
0: we just can't have fun anymore, you know, no, we can't, we can't have fun. I was listening to a podcast. Uh, I listened to armchair expert, which is Dax Shepard's podcast. Yep. It's, it's like a Spotify exclusive. Now it's great. It's a great pod. It's one of my favorites. And I love Dax. I love his wife. I'm a huge Kristen Bell fan. And, uh, it just, I like his I like his podcast because he just likes to have an honest conversation. And that's my favorite thing to listen to. I'm sick of listening to all this fake bullshit. People just being, you know, you can't. You got, oh, I got to beat around the bush. We're all pretending to be better people than we really are. <laughs> it's just so goddamn frustrating. So I'm listening to this episode a couple of days ago. They interviewed Amanda Pete, the actress, which I'm sure you know, because you're a big movie guy. Um, and at one point, Amanda Pete says, I'm very neurotic. It's just my Jew brain. And obviously Amanda Pete's Jewish because she said that. And then Monica, who is Dax's co-host and best friend, Monica goes, we're all a little neurotic. We have that brain. And then Dax goes, yeah, we all have Jew brains. And Matt Amanda Pete takes a spit take. Like she's just, she's laughing. And Monica's like, I don't think we can say that. And he's like, yeah, we can. It's a compliment. And I'm like, just. It's funny. It's just, it's Jew brain. And it's, you're talking to someone that's Jewish. So it's not like, it's just, we're all fucking on
1: eggshells, dude. You've never been required to like something either. As an audience member, it's not like if I say something offensive to you, you are required to agree with me and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not part of the contract, right? Like I can say something that you disagree with and then we just can move along and you can either... Deal with, I mean, yeah, just deal with it yourself. Like, why do I have to get involved with how you handle what I'm saying? I think, yes. Like, that's, on, that's on you. Like, if, if you have trouble with it, then you can take the steps to uh, never have to hear me say it again. I just avoid all of it. I try I try not to do anything too terribly topical, uh, too, you know, advertently offensive to anybody. And I'm just, I'd rather avoid the whole thing entirely uh and that is why i am not a uh famous comedian i think like you you've got to disconnect from all that and just be unabashedly whatever you think you are and that's when people will uh gravitate to you you uh, i am floating very comfortably in a uh non-offensive realm of comedy and mm-hmm. uh it's just not it's just not spicy enough and like it, it's not going to it's not really going to catch any fans you know what i mean right you got to be polarizing i think to get that kind of uh you know, heat behind you. I think I don't know. There's this. I'm
0: a bit. I don't know. Are you a big game guy? Are you a big video game guy? We talked about this. I mean, kind kind of. Okay. I, mean, I play
1: video games, but I play a very select few video games. So those. you're you're a casual gamer,
0: is what they would say. Though.
1: Okay. Okay. I mean, so, I, I stream on Twitch. I stream uh, the same the same few games on Twitch, though. Is what
0: I'll. That's say. more than I do. Um, but I, I play video games generally on the weekends. I don't play them during the week when I'm working. Um. But I listen to probably more video game content than I actually play, mm-hmm. and there's this podcast I listen to. They're called the Kind of Funny Podcasts. They're huge; they're like they've been around for a while. Called they're called Kind of Funny Games, and they used to. And I'm just now kind of learning about this fairly recently. And uh, you know, IGN, IGN's like the biggest video game company. Well, a couple of them left IGN four or five years ago to form their own thing, and three of them were like really close. Uh, two of them were best friends, the bestest of the friends. Okay. And this guy named Colin Moriorty, I can't even pronounce his last name because I'm an idiot. He was on Joe Rogan about four years ago because they basically kind of let him go because of a joke that he put on Facebook. And this was the joke. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to kind of um, uh, I don't know verbatim the joke, but it was basically like um, it was National Women's Day that day. And he goes, this is the day he goes, ah, day without women, hashtag national women's day or something like that. Like, like peace and quiet, peace, basically making fun of women. It's peace and quiet. If you don't have a woman around, that's all. That's all the joke was is the most harmless fucking joke ever. But because he's in the video game industry, which is very left leaning, uh, they basically let him go. And he kind of resigned. Now he's doing his own thing and he's been doing it for a few years. And he has it's a PlayStation podcast, which I'm a patron to. And he has the most subscribers, most patron subscribers for any video game podcast out there. And Kind of Funny Games is below him at this point. You know why? Do you why? Because people like authenticity. That's why. (laughs) So a lot of people stopped listening to Kind of Funny and went over to what the thing that he's doing, which is called Sacred Symbols, and went over to the thing that he's doing because they thought his best friends kind of fucking just left, left him stranded for a dumb joke. For a, like a, a a fucking dad joke, dude. It was a dad joke. Wow, how fake can you fucking be? What kind of your best friend? You just abandoned your best friend because? Oh my god! Right, and clearly they let the talent go. I mean, that's if he's surpassing where they were at. They he's got. They have Sacred symbol has twelve thousand something patrons. I think kind of funny has eight thousand.
1: What is the <clears throat> who
0: is the comedian?
1: that when they go is going to be the the big bummer for you. Oh, I don't know if I want to put that out there in the ether.
0: No. You know what I mean? Um Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. They're listening. That, I know everybody's worried about Betty White right now. That's what, <laughs> great great stand up Betty White. Uh, How many more can we lose, right? At least, hour, at least a half hour in her. She
1: hasn't got out yet.
0: I have a, <laughs> Uh what is what is your when you when you when you hear the word comedian, I immediately, because I do stand up, and I think because we do stand up, I immediately think stand up comedian. But sure. you can just be a comedian now and just be on TV. So isn't it yeah. weird? Don't you feel it weird when they say comedian? I'm you kind know, I'm of like, I'm kinda like not, no, no, I'm not a comedian. But I know what they mean. It's yeah, it's tough to describe someone who's like a comedic
1: actor, mm-hmm. because in a lot of cases, they don't really fall well within that actor realm either. Because, I mean, they're just, you know, it's just someone who goes on you know, movies and farts around and, and they're basically an idiot for money, yeah. but they're not, they're neither, they're not an actor and they're certainly not a comedian, but true. I mean, I guess some people are turning that into a career
0: in standup eventually, but sure. It's like, I mean, it's, it's the equivalent of YouTubers just blowing up and making all their money on YouTube, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. There's this guy, he's from Detroit. His name's Corey Kenshin. He does like a lot of video game contact content. And he has 10 million subscribers, which is unheard of. That's sure. very few people reach that. And he didn't put out a video for like four months and he had 9 million subscribers. He got a million subscribers in like four months. And then he put out another video because he was waiting to get 10 million subscribers. And then he's from Detroit, by the way. And then he gets on, he says, you know what I want to do? I, Cause I'm bored. Uh, No one's ever, He got like this big diamond thing from YouTube, like this big diamond, uh, like statue from YouTube or something. And and he's like, you know what I want to do? Because no, it's rare that you get 10 million subscribers. I want to create another channel and get 25 million subscribers. I'm like, are you fucking insane? Roll with the 10 you got. (laughs) What are you doing?
1: (laughs) That is enough. That that should maintain you at that point. You could be validated at that point. Yeah. Yes, he's literally a millionaire. He's doing fine. Oh sure, and I I struggle to get you know three people watching me play
0: Twitch. So <laughs> um, you can watch Twitch videos later though, right? You don't, you don't have to watch them live, correct? Okay, because I'm not like a huge Twitch guy. But yeah, we have talked about it on here before, like the Facebook Live or the or the Instagram Live, where I I just won't allow myself to do that to myself because. I just know uh, even this podcast, and I put it out. I'm like, how many? Da- okay. Like live. No, I'm done. I'm good. I, I might. I will have zero self-esteem afterwards. <laughs> Are, you- Are you a numbers
1: guy then? It sounds like you put some weight into numbers, at least when when comparing to other things it is because with me, with my stuff, everything I'm putting out. I very much focus on the numbers to my own detriment. Like, I, I shouldn't. You, I should not be looking at someone like me. I know, I realize in a lot of cases, someone who looks at the numbers that isn't me might become motivated and try new and different things and fix some stuff and maybe try to, you know, progress. Mm-hmm. But when I look at numbers, I'm just immediately like sad face. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm
0: going to keep doing what I was doing and it's going to catch on eventually. And, but you know. sometimes that's the case, though. Sometimes you have to do it for a long time for people to catch on. And like, I I will say the past few weeks, I've noticed this podcast because people are listening to older episodes now too. It is getting more downloads per week from all the episodes. So that's nice. I
1: do feel like that is part of my writing process though, is the, the trip to the venue. Yep. Like I just, I sh- normally, so I would commute to work previously and I'd listen to podcasts all that. There was always just content coming in, whether it's podcasts or listening to the radio, there was never like the silence that it sort of lets me kind of fish around in my own brain, you know, Mm -hmm. but I would do that on the way to a, an open mic or on the way to a show, I would shut off the radio and I would just drive and sort of stew around in my own brain for a while. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of my newer ideas or light premises or whatever would come from. Those seeds of a joke would come from those traveling to shows. And I just, I haven't done that in so long and it's just, Every, even I've been working from home for months, you know, for a year and a half, I've been working from home and I've been given the privilege or ability to be able to sort of put a, uh, an old episode of cheers on in the background and just sort of work while I'm, but it's, so it's always stuff coming in. It's always Mm -hmm. like content is just, and I knew it was happening and I knew I was neglecting the idea of writing jokes, but I kind of think I was, and I still probably am a little bit afraid to get back out into it, you know? And Is it it's a combination of that like remember me stuff where i haven't been around for a while and mm-hmm. i don't know if i want to i don't know if i want to feel awkward at the comics table again you know what i mean mm. uh, like when you first got started there like there was a time for me when i was like i'm not sure if i'm allowed to even approach these guys the, the pros you know in the back <laughs> of the room you know? yeah and uh, i got comfortably there but now i'm like i don't think i belong here anymore there's been a lot of like the new class of comics that have started is that always yeah. was my, my biggest if, thrill every year was watching that new batch of young comics come in and see mm-hmm. which ones kind of weed themselves out and which ones have that staying
0: power a lot of you weeds know? right now a lot of weeds yeah,
1: sure yeah but the, the thing is right now there's no one else there's no like the flowers are just coming back right like mm-hmm. i mean the, the people who belong at these mics and belong on these shows are just starting to get back into it so now eventually those weeds will of it will hopefully Uh, pull themselves and kind of get out of the way. But it is weird to go into a room or onto just looking at a poster for even an open mic and go, I know two of these people. Yes. All of this stuff. And to me, is it worth me going out into this mess and going, I'm still here, too,
0: with my old ass year and a half old jokes. So I don't know, man. We're kind of we're back, but we're not really back yet. Does that make sense? Like, there's no, we're not full throttle yet. And that's part of the reason why I'm hitting mics, but I'm not. Once I get I get laid off, too. Work has been killing me, which is why we canceled yesterday. I canceled yesterday because today had an early day at work. Yesterday was fucking late as shit, but work has been just really bleeding into stand up to where I haven't been doing as much as I'd like. But I get laid off. I don't work four months out of the year, November through February, and once November hits, I'm gonna be hitting the ground. I'll be hitting mics all the time. So. Yeah, it's it's a weird time right now, man. I t- I want to tell you something that happened today on the way to work this morning is I there was a uh truck, or not a truck, it was a car flipped over uh, uh on a road right before I pulled into my work, like it was right there on the street, like you go you go up the driveway and the the car flipped over. And one of the guys I work with apparently was helping, he helped the guy out of the car. Like he got out of his car and helped him, which is crazy. This guy I wanted to bring this up cuz this is one of the funniest things <laughs> that i think exists and uh i don't think people talk about it enough but this guy his name is michael he's cool he's cool as shit i've known michael for uh years he's about i think he's 41 42 short guy black guy um knows uh he's a black belt as well but then also yeah. he's a larper he larps <laughs> yeah live action role play yeah for sure So if if anybody doesn't know what that is, I don't know why you wouldn't know what that is, Uh, but it's people, it's people, it's like cosplay. They dress up, people dress up. And um, so not like for a job interview, they like (laughs) like, like, (laughs) mythical, (laughs) mythical beasts or whatever.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good good call. Good. Yeah. yeah, You can't just say, yeah, people dress up, you know, they they learn.
0: I mean, I guess I LARPed today if you, if that's, oh, a, you're right. Yeah. I'd <laughs> love to be, I'd love to be anyone else. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Just give me a PVC sword. And I'm so. That's great clarification. Yes. You're yeah. usually dressed up as like a wizard or something mystical. Like you said, it's, I like get, it, you yeah, know, a fan that requires duct tape. Then you're <laughs> <found a wizard. laughs> it's something in the fantasy world, you know? So, Oh, this dude, he's so funny. He made me laugh through the day because he put this thing on Facebook where he's like uh, talking about how he missed his, his ex-girlfriend. And he, it's this whole paragraph of like, I miss you. Um, I wish you were here. I know it didn't work out. We were meant to be. And then it was a picture of her with elf ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you're even yeah, he's even fucked in his own fantasy. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't get a regular you can't picture. <laughs> you can't get a regular picture. <laughs> so a couple years ago, we had a meeting at work. This is my buddy brought this up to me the other day, and I was like, Oh, I remember that. I could not stop laughing. My buddy I work with, and we had a meeting a couple years ago. Remember when Pokemon Go was huge? Yes. Remember that? And people were just trying to find them Pokemon. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't I'm not a Pokemon fan. So they were watching Michael on like because they track the trucks right, and my man my my man was just going in circles because he was playing Pokemon Go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. getting those miles in. (laughs) Uh, So he's playing Pokemon Go while we're working, which is so funny because it's not we're like spraying lawns. It's not like like you kind of have to go to from house to house. So. My boss, the next day, we had this big meeting about how we can't do certain things. You can't do Pokemon. But but he's an older guy, so he doesn't know what Pokemon is. So he goes, and by the way, we can't be playing any Pokemon Go. (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon. (laughs) It's like the the creepiest superhero ever. (laughs) But I just... I just, I love this guy because he's like, he will fuck you up too. That's the thing. Like he's the real deal. He's a black belt, but he also LARPs. It's it's one, he's a tough guy that does non-tough guy things. (laughs) (laughs) It's just, I like what a character this guy is. (laughs) Oh my God. So I I just, I don't know. I I just, I thought I wanted to bring that up because I just, I, it reminded me today when I saw him like pulling because he saves animals. He'll see animals. He'll see like loose cats and dogs oh, while he's in his he route.
1: Saved, he saved a human being, too. I yes, mean, I, I was just, yeah, doing it out there. He's, he's living the fantasy. He's that
0: man. Yeah, he no, you're right.
1: Will up. This will show up in his next uh, and, <laughs> I don't, session. I don't even know what they, what they yeah. do, but yeah.
0: Here's the thing, though. At what date? Because he's single now. What date do you bring that up? Do you know what I'm saying? What date do you bring the up, right?
1: You may go at it hard right at the beginning, like like pre like maybe that's your profile pictures with the elf ears. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why that's why he had that that one of the X. you know? That's how they met maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's got I mean that's got to be pre third I I would that's got to be second date material right there. That's right. to be like I showed you I can perf- like function as an adult, but mm-hmm. Ready for this. I also, you know, wear, I, I own multiple gowns <laughs> and, and have uh, chainmail outfits. I don't. Yeah. I had some friends that were into it when I was a kid. When I was younger in high school, there were some kids that went like and would practice sword fighting with like PVC pipes and duct tape and the whole the whole thing. I,
0: I, I want to clarify. I don't think there's anything wrong with it whatsoever. Sure. I think when it's I just do. fine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's Carl. <laughs> this I, is my moment.
0: <laughs> I think uh, I mean because we all have an imagination we're all we're all we're playing video games we're doing our own things but role, at, live action role play is funny to me because like if women are into that they want it they want you to do that shit privately right it's a mm-hmm. private thing mm-hmm. we're gonna make a fantasy up you can dress up as this if you want you but we don't want no one else to know about it you know what I mean mm-hmm. but when you're just out there Man, you just larb.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got to imagine like Amazon delivery would has to have facilitated a lot more people getting into that sort of like just having body paint like dropped mm-hmm. off at your at your door and you know extra shields and sort yeah. <laughs> of weapon things that just dropped right off at your door. you don't have to go out and find it like that seems like that would be a big hindrance to a lot of these kids right like, Where can I find a leather uh, elf ear suit and things like yeah, it's gonna mm-hmm. be. A lot of more people getting into it. I've got a feeling, and and you know what? Let
0: it happen. It's your let your freak fag flag 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 fly. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's uh <laughs> okay. We we know what you are talking about. Uh, it's yeah, it's. I and mean, then my buddy told me that I work with. He's like, you know, he was in the Navy too, and I was like, the real one or was he LARPing? <laughs> yeah. Like, did you just find a uniform? Or <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I asked you to bring two things. One of them is your worst bomb. Um, You know, pre-COVID, I'm sure, right? We haven't been doing much. So what is the bomb that almost made you quit? Okay. So I kind of want to come at this at at two different
1: angles. Uh, One of them as a producer of a show, which was the worst show I've ever put together. Mm -hmm. uh, That made me want to quit doing that. And then then the other one is the worst uh, time I've ever performed on a show. Uh, So I'm going to start with the worst time I ever performed on a show. Uh, I was asked somehow to do a yacht club, uh, like a, a party for a yacht club, like their annual yacht club meeting or whatever. Sure. And the mayor of the town was in attendance. And I was just, I was featuring uh, for, I, I mean, I don't know if we want to, Steve Ayatt was the headline. Love Steve Iatt. He's been, he's been mentioned before, which is so funny. So good. Yeah. And you'll never, if you look for Steve Ayatt, you won't find anything about him, by the way.
0: Uh, jimmy jimmy pardo Jimmy pardo who's a big name comic never not funny podcast uh, uh that he says steve ide is the funniest man in the world that's what he says
1: funniest man in the universe mm-hmm. i've got him booked on a show coming up in november he's great um but uh you'll find if you look him up on the internet you'll find more stuff under steve lot people spell his name wrong so consistently mm. that you'll find more information under but anyhow so i'm working with steve and we get roped into this uh yacht club meeting on the coast on uh, lake michigan uh, and the mayor of the town is there and I am freaking out. It's one of the first gigs that I was offered that had like a decent pay for a feature act. And I got in, uh, to the, the yacht club where we were performing and there were people who were in ties. I, I don't know. I mean, my stand-up is just me being a weird, big guy with big guy, weird, poor people problems. Like it just no,
0: self deprecating what
1: I had to offer was going to relate to any of these people, right? Sure. So, but I just went in, man. I didn't know any better. I didn't know any different. I'm just going in to do my set. I had a very specific 25 minute yeah. set I was supposed to do, right? Uh so and it's it's the promoter's fault for both. you know what I mean? You know what I'm gonna give these people.
0: Do they Yeah. You should be like you should you
1: should you should have hired a rich comedian. <laughs> All right. Well so I which I think in re, in hindsight I think they just needed me to sort of soften the crowd before Steve went up there and took right. over uh, so I went up and I'm doing my thing and just eating shit, just awful. Some of the worst, just silence. Nobody's relating to anything I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about having like things in my house be broken. And these people have never had, they've never had to touch anything that was broken in their life. They, just, right. they have someone else to do it for them. You know, like these are all mm-hmm. very affluent people. And uh, I just hang my head in shame. I think I got off after maybe f- 13 minutes. I think I was supposed to do 20. And I, I hit a big, not a big, I hit a a laugh and was just like, all right, that's as good as this will ever be. Yes. And I'm just, I'm done. And I'm like, I got off and I sort of nodded to Steve and was like, sorry about all of that. (laughs) And of course, Steve went up and just crushed, right? He's talking about, like, he's talking about the guy in the front row. He's pointing out the mayor. He's making fun of him. He like, and the people He's a
0: big crowd work guy.
1: Yeah, for sure. And people in the audience are like, oh, my God, no one's ever spoken to, you know, Seth like that. And they're all mm-hmm. cracking up, laughing, having a great time. And it was like a masterclass of like how to handle that. Like, I, yep. I was so glad I got to watch that. But also the amount of shame that just consistently poured. I was like, maybe Steve will fail, too. And I won't feel so bad. Right. But mm-hmm. fucking Steve's the headliner. And that's your job. You fucking yep. command the room. Right. And I'm, cool. And they gave us a meal. My wife went with me. On this thing mm-hmm. and they gave us like a fancy meal with like multiple forks, and I was like, Fuck, and multiple I multiple forks <laughs> I keep my head down, and they paid me in an envelope with my name on it, and I yeah. was like, Oh my god, I don't deserve any of this, I don't need to be here. And so we just sort of sat in silence and ate my meal as as quickly as possible. And I was just like, I'm I'm just gonna go. Like I told the promoter of the show, I was like I've already been paid. I'm just going to leave so I don't have to look at these people anymore as they are uh, walking out of the venue. So that was like the most soul-crushing moment. I was like, mm. I don't think I belong here. Like, I certainly shouldn't. You, you don't. You don't. I, I didn't know. But I was like, I don't even know if I belong at this level. Like, it, it, it made me question where I was in comedy even at the time. I was like, I don't think I'm a feature anymore. Like I was like, if you'd asked me yesterday, I was a feature. Mm -hmm. But if you asked me that day, I was like, I don't think I'm here yet, man. I don't think I'm ready.
0: Well, here's, here's the thing I will say in your defense. See Wyatt will almost make anyone look like they shouldn't be doing comedy. So, because I've worked with Steve many times and he is, if he's, it's, he's never going to not kill because he's just, that's the thing. When you do crowd work, you you always have that in your back pocket. Like if the material's not going to work, this crowd work is going to work. And how it's often do you... Sh- it's the other way around for him, I feel. Like he's going in,
1: I'm going to do all crowd work, and when the crowd work starts to kind of fall apart a little bit, I've got all these jokes, and yep. they're not even throwaways. These they're are not. like A-game just jokes in the background that he can be like, all right, let's pepper out a few of these to keep people interested, and then I'm going to go back tearing into this guy up in the front row again unbelievable to
0: watch it happen it really is it's great it's i did it right before covid uh hit hard it was like in february 2020 right before ever i did a uh a, a theater show with him it was like a community theater show it was killer and he was murdering just like always that guy just kills all the time And he, and boot, the sweetest guy ever the nicest yeah, dude
1: sat down and talked with him have a meal afterward mm-hmm. just seems like someone else's he just seems like someone's uncle like just a regular. Yes. Dude. Yep. and he's so fucking nonchalant and just just cool about everything and mm-hmm. it's because he doesn't give a fuck like if he bombs he wouldn't care like he he'd still get up the next day and do the fucking thing again and yep. i'm not there man i get so wrecked over like bad experiences with it that I, mm. I can't
0: bounce back like that as well as uh some can i think that's funny um yeah it, it really well i think i think I don't think there's anything wrong with still feeling shitty after a bad set, because to me, I think it means you still care. Uh, and then the other one, so the the one that I promoted the sh- like I
1: put together the show. I was approached by a um, charity, and the charity was like, "Can you put together a show for us? We are a cancer awareness charity." Where ha- there was a fairgrounds, they had booked out the fairgrounds for like a vendor thing. They were going to sell stuff and and just promote things and and raise money for their foundation they said they wanted to have a comedy show and if i could get some comedians to help do the show that would be tremendous so i rounded up what i could of my clout at the time i had already been running a show so i knew a couple of guys and had some names in my pocket but the only ones i could round up were like pretty local dudes who did me a super solid like i explained to them what the situation was and they're like i guess we'll do it cuz it's for whatever you know it's for a cancer benefit so sure i got like uh, Stu McAllister and Michael Byrd and I think I uh, I had John Hauser in I had uh, Joe Williams at the time was was still here in Hastings doing comedy so I had talked all these people into doing it and we got there and it had torrential rain for for like three hours just mm. nonstop pouring down rain in the middle of this festival thing right and there's all these vendors selling their trinkets and they've all got like tents with like just tarp tents right and we get there and it's like, and they're like, you have to start at noon. Like we're doing comedy at noon in the midday uh. after a hard rain happens on the back of a flatbed trailer, mm. uh, like a converted semi trailer, you know, and the only seating in the place was about a hundred yards away from the stage and everyone's trying to hide from the rain. And I had to like. I just, I still had to do it, right? Like, I had to talk these guys into being here and being present for it. Am I'm like, just apologizing the whole time. And I'm like, I'm so sorry about this. If I'd known that this was going to be like this, uh, whatever. But to a testament to all of them, I mean, they stuck it out and did the best that we could. But mm-hmm. I, that was the first and only time that I never like specified with the venue, like what the setup was like and where right. things are going to be and how, what do you expect from us. And, and fucking comedy at noon was, it never even crossed my mind that that was a terrible idea until mm-hmm. I do, agreed to do it and was out in the middle of it. And it was God awful. There was, it was, and it was all these biker people. Like it was a biker event,
0: especially when you have friends that do, when you invite oh. friends to your, to perform and you're like, Oh I fuck me. a
1: Favor on all this
0: shit. Mm-hmm. Like this
1: is the favor I decided to, to go with. But yeah, you
0: said, you said one of them was Michael bird, right? Yes. I love, I'll preface this with this. I like Michael bird a lot. I think he's very funny. Um, and he's a Kalamazoo guy. Uh, is he in Chicago now? Is he still in Chicago? I think okay. Uh, He has my favorite bomb I've ever seen, ever, ever seen. My favorite bomb ever. I think I talked about this on the old pod to one person, but um, I mean, like with one, I don't know if everyone saw it, but uh, he's my favorite bomb ever. It was a show I used to put together when I was three or four years in, it was at a place called Confetti Liquor Box, uh, terrible name for a bar. Um, and People are like, oh, confetti liquor box, or comedy show. To... But I would pack it out almost every show. I mean, it was a great show. And Michael Bird, I put Michael Burd on one of those shows, and he was bombing. First of all, I'll say this. Everyone was bombing. It wasn't just Michael. No, it was one of them nights. Uh, and usually the crowds were great. And Michael was bombing so bad that he said, I've opened up for national touring headliners he couldn't even say a name. My favorite thing ever. He was like, he wanted to remind the crowd that he was good at it. He's like, I've opened up for people that do a longer amount of time than I do after me. (laughs) (laughs) He couldn't even like say a name, which is my favorite. And it was one of the funniest. He makes fun of himself for now, whenever I talked to him, but I just love that. He got so frustrated. Cause I've done that too. Where you just want to go, Hey, it's you, not me. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but I've opened up for national tour headliners is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my entire life
1: <laughs> and not having the name to back it up. Nope. No,
0: No name for people,
1: for people to talk into microphones also. So, <laughs> it's just go, so you know, guys,
0: it's so good. Um, <laughs> so uh, we got a few more minutes. I'll let you go after this. What, uh, what is the scariest thing that's ever happened to you?
1: Uh, scariest moments in my life. I was, uh, I was working for uh, Berry County Road Commission. I was one of the flag turners, the stop sign guys, you know? Oh, okay. Yep, and I had been through a temp agency, got the job, and I had been there for quite a while, and I, they had sort of half-ass promoted me to like do other jobs that weren't just turning the stop sign. Mm-hmm. And one of those jobs was to spray uh, sodium chloride on the back of a truck full of sand and salt so it can go out and salt the roads here in Michigan, right? We need salt on the roads. Sure. And this material lets it work in colder temperatures so i've got to go in before the guys have to go in that plow the roads right like so it's just awful out like the roads it's four in the morning right like it's and it's just sheets of ice deep snow drifts and everything and i've got to get there before they do so i can help them get their trucks ready to go out and fix all of the roads so i'm heading into work and i'm just driving along at four o'clock in the morning and I come up over the crest of a hill, and I see what appears to— So there are ruts in the road already from a truck that had already been in front of me. And I saw what appears to be uh, a pothole under the surface of the snow. And I'm like, I just got a real—I'll just drift over a little bit and avoid that and then get right back into that wheel track. And when I came back across, I kept drifting over to the side, and it just kept drifting and drifting and drifting. And I'm on a backcountry road. I was living in a, in a wooded area. You know, it was mm-hmm. very rural. But this bank that I went down— I I drifted off the side and started to skate sideways down the the hill, down the bank, and I'm going to the bottom. And as I'm drifting down, I was driving a Pontiac Sunbird uh, that I had (laughs) purchased from my boss the week before. So I'd only owned this car for one week. And it's drifting down the hill, and it's building up snow on the right-hand side, the passenger side of my car, as I drifted down, like I was plowing the snow into the ditch, right, as I I drifted Mm -hmm. down and it's probably i don't know 10 yards down to the bottom of this bank and i get to the bottom and the car tips up on its side and now it's lev- it's just sort of floating on the pile of snow that i've created on oh my its god side, and i'm just waiting there and like nothing's happening but i can hear sort of creaking and whatever and then all of a sudden it just slowly tips and it rolls over onto its roof like i'm now upside down oh like, no the lowest, like the slowest rollover accident you've ever seen right <laughs> like It was like the world was aligned at a point where it was like, do we want to make him feel even worse about himself?" (laughs) Like the weight of me is what it took to just slowly tip the car. It's like a little bird (laughs) landed on the bumper and just. Yeah. So now I'm on the roof. Right. And in the back seat of my car, a friend of mine had (laughs) this is dumb, but uh, a friend of mine had spent a shitload of money at a putt-putt golf and games place to get a bunch of tickets, right? The the tickets that you win for, like, skee-ball and shit. Right. And he had literally thousands of these tickets that he had amassed over a period of time, and he decided that year he was going to cash them all in and give all of his <laughs> friends gifts for Christmas out of these tickets that he got. Mm-hmm. So for me, he gets a guitar. that pl- It's a plastic toy guitar that if you push buttons on it, it plays like riffs. It just goes, you know, whatever. So that is in the backseat of my car. It's been there for months. It's just hanging out in there. And uh, so we roll over, <laughs> right? We're down on the bank, we've rolled over and I'm just hanging by my seatbelt. And I unhook my seatbelt and sl- I'm a big guy, right? So I, I undo my seatbelt and I just slump to the ceiling. Now that it's upside down and the car is still running. Uh, so in my head, as I'm hanging there, I'm like, I have to immediately shut the car off uh, the, because this is how cars explode. Like movies have taught me, right. if a car is upside down, it's, it's going to explode in a moment, right? So I turn and I unclip and I slump onto the ceiling, but I fell onto that guitar <laughs> oh, that no. plays music when you push the buttons. And of course I pushed every button the guitar had <laughs> with my And it just starts going insane, right? Just guitar yeah. thrash metal guitar riffs upside down in a snowbank by myself in the dark. And I thought I like I thought that was the sound that the car made when it exploded. I think that I've <laughs> never been more I've never been more worried like I, my life was over at that point and then all it stopped doing what it was doing I had to reach up and turn the car off mm-hmm. I had to crank roll the windows down or up depending on orientation and get out of the thing I had to like army crawl up a bank to get back out of the thing but uh the moment though that I landed on that guitar and all hell started breaking loose I thought I died I thought like this is the moment oh. we're all over this is the explosion that killed us all but
0: did you crawl out or did someone come help you out
1: I crawled out. There was no one around. It was four in the morning on a backcountry road, and I right. I crawled out to the ditch, and I got up just to the crest of the road, like to the to the shoulder of the road, and uh, a truck came by that I flagged down. I, like, I was, like, waving, and I was like, I gotta get some help, and they let me have a cell phone. I immediately called. The first person I called was my boss mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I'm not gonna be in. I'm upside down in a ditch, uh, and then I called my brother, who uh, lived just down the road from me. I was like, maybe they can, like, rip the thing out and I won't have to like get in trouble. Like my biggest fear was I was going to get some kind of a ticket or have to like pay a towing fee
0: or. Meanwhile, I, it could you- have been way worse.
1: Oh, way worse, but it was, yeah. And it, just the idea that it was like the slow, most slow motion event so when, so we got it out of the ditch. They had to hook a chain to a tree and got, kind of do like a weird lift and shift thing and pulled it back over. It had rolled over so slowly that the the uh, passenger side mirror didn't even break. It, it had been cradled by the <laughs> snow. So that when it, tipped over, it just sort of lightly fell over. And yeah, um, when I got to the edge of the road, though, I finally heard the shatter, which was the um, uh, windshield breaking. So by the mm-hmm. time I got up to the, to the crest of the hill and on the side of the road, I heard a big crunch and shift. And that was when the windshield broke and finally the roof finally gave in. But yeah. I mean as it turns out it wasn't that big of a deal but at the time holy cow yeah I, I was I thought I was a goner
0: Me and Andy Beningo were driving home from a gig uh, a couple of years ago and we saw a car flipped over uh with like smoke coming out of it and uh on its side I think it was on its side yeah it was on its side and um we're driving. it had just happened you can tell it just happened and we're driving and Beningo and his Beningo voice looks over and he goes do you think we should uh think we should help? And I was like, I think we probably yeah, probably should. And then we look in the rearview mirror and it, there's already three or four cars that have gotten out and we just yeah. look at each other and go, they got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. <What? laughs> Yeah,
1: there's nothing on my resume that <laughs> leads me to believe that I'm going to be of any kind of assistance to this guy.
0: Yeah. I want to feel like that I would, I would definitely. I feel like you know, it's an adrenaline thing. I feel like it would help someone if it was just me and that person. I would, have, I would, but you never really know, you know, until it happens, you know.
1: I do. I just want to say though that I, did, I did continue to drive that car. Uh, what? My, my, yeah, we flipped it over. My brother took it home, and he had to hammer the roof out. Uh-huh. to get it back into shape and they peeled the windshield out put the windshield of like a fucking pinto hatchback so they, it didn't fit they had to like caulk around the window wow and sort of wedge, it, wedge it back into place and i drove that car for another two years that way uh but the day after i rolled it over that's when i, I got my title in the mail i hadn't even owned it long enough to like oh officially own the car yet and that's when the title came was the day after i rolled it i was so pissed
0: did you at least throw the guitar out i would have done that did you throw <laughs> yeah, the guitar just, out
1: Oh, everything out of that car man i was so pissed
0: matt well i'm glad you survived man i'm glad you were you know i, I it was it was all to do with this podcast that's just just to yeah. let you know
1: everything we've ever done led us to this moment right that's here. right
0: dude i did i really appreciate you doing this go ahead and promote I'll, I'll put it in the notes as well but go ahead and promote the podcast you do with mandy which is really great
1: for sure yeah we do a podcast called another episode podcast in which that just basically means if you don't like this episode stick around there's always another episode <laughs> Get it? Look at that! Right, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, we do. uh, We cover the movies that shaped our childhood. We take a deep dive into some old movies, usually pre two thousand. We have a comedian guest come on to talk about it with us. We try to spring it on the guest whether they've seen it or not. We don't care. It's about us. It's not about them. (laughs) Yeah, we're just yeah, we're there to force them to watch something they might not be, uh, you know, familiar with.
0: Before we I let you go, you we watched. um, It was the uh, Sean Penn movie um the high school one what's it called fast times?
1: did you we, fast times with we did
0: fast times at richmond high remember we talked yeah. about uh it was who was the girl that was in that the two women
1: uh it was phoebe cates mm-hmm. who was the main girl
0: and then the, the other one the other one from yeah. single white female she's in single white female god what's her fucking name i can't remember anyways
1: hold on, hold on. We'll figure it out
0: <laughs> i just was talking about this like a week ago i can't remember i'm so bad with names i, I gotta start taking some brain pills or some shit
1: Jennifer Jason Lee.
0: Jennifer Jason Lee. Anyways, she has she she takes her top off in that in that movie. Jennifer Jason Lee, right? No,
1: Phoebe Cates takes
0: her top off. Is it Phoebe Cates? Okay, no, you're right. It is Phoebe Cates. Oh, yeah. it is. And I remember her taking her top off because we were you you know basically Matt and Mandy made me watch this movie. I did not. I'm just kidding. Ah, uh, they asked me to watch the movie, and then we talked about it. And I remember watching this movie, and Phoebe Cates' top comes off, and I go, "Am I allowed? Am I allowed to watch this?" Because right. she looked like she was fifteen. I was like, "What is?" And then I immediately went to IMDb, and I was like, oh, "Thank God!" Obviously, you can't take take your top off in a movie if you're not of legal age. But still, I went, "What?" what? I had to look it up real quick. No, we, bait, we bait people into it. That's how kind of painful, people. Like we
1: didn't watch it, but
0: we wondered if you would. <laughs> <laughs> like I rewatched it actually. Uh yeah, we
1: talked about like there were uh like studies like uh rentals copies were getting fucked up because people were pausing it for too long <laughs> and they were burning the tapes. Like they kept kind of keep retiring these uh rental copies on VHS because of it.
0: That's so funny. Oh, the 80s were lovely, weren't they? Oh my god. Yeah, you know it. You know it. And uh dude, I appreciate you again doing this, and uh we'll talk soon, man.
1: Thank you so much, Carl.
0: All right, buddy, nice be man. safe.